May our prayers come before you, O God, as incense. And may your presence surround and fill us, so that in union with all creation, we might sing your praise and your love in our lives. Amen. A Bible reading for today contains probably my favorite prayer in all of Scripture. This comes from Mark chapter 9, and in the story, the prayer is from a desperate father pleading for the life of his sick son. A man out of the crowd answered, Teacher, I brought my mute son made, made speechless by a demon to you. Whenever it seizes him, it throws him to the ground. He foams at the mouth, grinds his teeth, and goes stiff as a board. I told your disciples, hoping they could deliver him, but they couldn't. Jesus said, what a generation. No sense of God. How many times do I have to go over these things? How much longer do I have to put up with this? Bring the boy here. They brought him. When the demon saw Jesus, it threw the boy into a seizure, causing him to writhe on the ground and foam at the mouth. He asked the boy's father, how long has this been going on? Ever since he was a little boy. Many times it pitches him into fire or the river to do away with him. If you can do anything, do it. Have a heart and help us. Jesus said, if? There are no ifs among believers. Anything can happen. No sooner were the words out of his mouth than the father cried, then I believe. Help me with my doubts. Seeing that the crowd was forming fast, Jesus gave the vile spirit its marching orders. Dumb and deaf spirit, I command you, out of him, stay out. Screaming and with much thrashing about, it left. The boy was pale as a corpse. So people started saying, he's dead. But Jesus, taking his hand, raised him and the boy stood up. After arriving back home, his disciples cornered Jesus and asked, why couldn't we throw the demon out? He answered, there's no way to get rid of this kind of demon, except by prayer. Then I believe, help me with my doubts. Other translations read, I believe, help my unbelief. This is my favorite prayer in the Bible because it is so real. Jesus is so sure. He promises healing for a boy who I'm sure had had his dad take him to every healer there was. Jesus may have been their last-ditch effort. The dad knows he has to have faith, but he also knows himself and that he has a lot of doubts, too. So he adds a confession or a plea or maybe just the truth to his prayer. I want to believe you, Jesus. I do believe you, but I also don't know if I believe you at all. Have you prayed that prayer before? I believe, help me with my doubts, I know I have. The object we have today is this pillow. Any of you have one of these? <laughs> they give them to patients who have heart surgery or other incisions to hold to your chest if you cough or laugh, right? So you don't just burst open. 
Well, this belongs to Clay's lovely wife, Sue Schultz, who about a year and a half ago on the night their daughter got married basically died of a heart attack but was brought back by paramedics. I asked Sue if I could share some of her experience and she said that would be fine. And she told me that when she found out she had died for a few minutes, she was really upset because she did not see a light. She didn't see any loved ones who had gone before her. It was just nothing. And she has really struggled with this. Why didn't she get to see what she's read about so many times? She did die for a few minutes. But she says as she has healed and prayed and thought, she has realized something. And that is that she did get to see Jesus. She saw him when she saw her daughter, who she had not seen for ages, standing at the foot of her bed. She saw him in her husband, fighting for her. She saw him in her mother and in her friends, in all who came to visit her. Tonight we're talking about having hope in sickness. And this is a tough one because I think we have all had times when we have prayed for healing and it has not happened. It's hard to know what to do with that. The song for today comes from the musical Les Miserables. And it's the scene where Eponine dies having taken a bullet for Marius. Marius sings with her, praying for her to live, but she doesn't. We're going to listen to the song now.
different outcomes. The son of the dad is healed. Eponine dies in Marius's arms. Sue does not get a glimpse of heaven like she always thought she would, but she is back to work, and she saw Jesus all over the place in many of you. As I pray with people who are ill or struggling, I am bold. And I've gotten bolder as I've gotten older. <laughs> I believe we should ask for whatever healing we want with confidence. Take away my cancer. Heal my heart. Take away my child's drug addiction. Heal my spouse's depression. But the fact of the matter is we just are not always healed. I do believe sometimes healing comes in unexpected ways. Relationships might be healed. We might be spiritually healed rather than physically healed. But that might not always help when you prayed for an end to your cancer and found out your cancer has spread. I have been reading a book about joy, and it's a series of interviews with Archbishop Desmond Tutu and His Holiness the Dalai Lama. Both men are apparently extremely joyful, and yet Tutu has spent years in prison. The Dalai Lama has been in exile for most of his life. He'll never likely be able to go home. And the interviewer asks them extensive questions about how they could possibly be so joyful in the midst of the constant suffering they've seen in their lives. 
couple of things stand out to me, and one is that neither is surprised by suffering. They see sickness, imprisonment, death, loss as part of life. And the other thing, the thing that really got me, is that what they both say gets them through suffering is the deep knowledge that they are not alone. The Dalai Lama says when he suffers, he thinks of the seven billion other people in the world and knows he's not alone, not suffering alone. Bishop Tutu says, we know God in our suffering through our fellow humanity. I wish I could just give you a definitive answer today to those hopeless situations where we pray for healing and it doesn't come like we thought. I don't know why. I know God hears, I know God listens, I know God sees a bigger picture than we see, but what trumps all of those things I know is that I know we are not alone. Sue said that in all that happened to her, learning to accept help was probably the hardest lesson she learned. <laughs> But it was crucial to her to learn that so that she could see Jesus everywhere in everyone around her. And that is what we have to cling to in our prayers. That whether we rejoice like the father of the boy or are left crying like Mary is, Jesus cries with us. Jesus rejoices with us. And we stand with Jesus in the shadow of that cross filled with hope that we are held in Jesus' arms. Never alone, no matter what, our hearts are held in Christ. Jesus, we believe. Help us with our doubts.
to your people the peace that passes all understanding, and the will to live your gospel of mercy and justice. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. God, remember us in your love and teach us to pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial, and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. Let us bless our God.